T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TIC-FM and Light 100.5 WRCH. Erin Kupek with you this Sunday morning, and we are pleased to be joined by Don LeBlanc. She is Managing Director with Startup Boot Camp based in downtown Hartford. Good morning to you, Don. Good morning. Well, let's start with the basics. Tell us about Startup Boot Camp. What is it? It's been in Hartford for a couple of years now. Yeah, so thanks for asking. Uh, Startup Bootcamp was actually asked to come to Hartford to run an accelerator program specifically called Hartford InsureTech Hub. And a lot of people don't know what an acceleration program is. Um, what it is is we actually go and find the biggest, brightest startups around the world and actually bring them to the city to help accelerate them um, to either decide to open up a business within Hartford or Connecticut, or to help them expand their businesses as they have them today. So we were hired to do that for um, about a year ago. Now we're going into our second year. Now you're really looking for the next big thing, first in the insurance industry and now in medical technology with your launch just a couple of weeks ago. Tell us what makes a good startup. You're looking for entrepreneurs that are doing what? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, I get asked that question all the time. And one of the common questions I get asked is, how do you choose them? And uh, what I say is actually, I do not choose them, I find them. And so what we try to do is work with the corporations who are asking us to do that. And that's our corporate partners or in the uh, med tech world, our healthcare partners. Um, what issues are they attempting to solve? And what are their biggest problems? And when we sit down and have that conversation, it's really good for us to understand that deeply and have really good knowledge about those specific fields so that when we do go to find those startups, we have a great understanding of what they're looking for. And once we have that, it's a lot easier um, to find the companies that actually are working to solve those problems. And when we do find those companies, and let's just say we get two that very much do the same thing, then we really work on founders. Um, it's very important, the people who have started the company, their passion around the problem, their expertise around the problem, how well they work as a team with other people um, within their organization. And really, that's the difference of finding a team that's going to be successful moving forward and one that may not be. We'll talk about MedTech in a few minutes, but for InsureTech, who are your partners? So our partners that we have are Travelers, Cigna, Aetna, The Hartford, USAA, White Mountain, Capgemini. Um, we also have a legal partner, Clyde Co. Those are heavy hitters in the insurance industry. They are. They're very big. Uh, they all realize that uh, disruption is happening, are very aware of being involved in new ideas, new concepts, and really trying to bring those into their organizations, not only for their businesses, but for their talent and for their talent to see new technologies and stay at the forefront of new things that are happening. So is there something in particular they are looking for? Is this a new way 
of doing a process they've been doing the same way for decades, or is it some sort of new technological innovation that will help them price insurance policies better? Yeah, so that's that's a great question as well. And what we find, and so I would say a few years ago, um, it was really about reducing cost and automating existing functions. And so it started out as let's find a way to do what we do now a little bit better. That has now evolved and shifted into finding new ways of doing business, new business models, and also new risk. And so when you think of the workforce changing, the amount of millennials being in the workforce, how people work being very differently, um, the gig economy, those types of things. There's new risk that emerges and different risks. And so the insurers need to be ready to solve how they're going to insure those risks and how are they going to account for what that may cost or what their exposure might be for that. So it really has shifted over time. And actually, we anticipate will continue to shift pretty quickly. How do you find startups and entrepreneurs? Do you go looking for them or do they come knocking at your door? <laughs> uh, it's actually a combination of both. Um, once you're in this realm, uh, it's amazing. Sometimes I'll just get random emails, but we do also go looking for them and we actually go to where they're at. So, uh, for example, in the cohort we have now, uh, seven of them are from outside the US. Uh, I think the furthest away is South Africa, but we also have Israel, uh, Switzerland. Um, and when we travel to those locations, given our company is a global company, um, we do have a lot of connections. And so with those connections, we're able to set up what we call fast track meetings where people come in, sit down, have conversations with us. And I always say there's, there's no substitute for sitting down and talking to a startup face to face to really understand the deepness of what their company does, the deepness of their technology, as well as their team uh, that helps us make sure that we're selecting the right companies to come in. Once we've done that, we narrow down. We usually start with about a database of about 5,000. Um, we narrow that down. We have face-to-face -face meetings with about 500. And then we get about 20 to come to Hartford from all over the world. And then our partners get to make the final choice of the final 10. So it's very, very competitive. So we do get the best. I'm guessing that the ideas and proposals really run the gamut, but have you found that there are certain elements that would lead you to believe it's going to be a good idea? Yeah, I think um, most of the time what we find is if someone has actually been in the situation um, and determined a solution themselves to solve it, um, we do find that people who have dealt with the problem long enough, come up with the best solutions uh, to that problem and have the passion to come up with the best solution to that problem. Um, very rarely do we find someone who just sort of randomly wasn't in the industry or randomly had an idea to put together a solution. They might um, have started the company, but they need to bring in some other people who have that background. And that's um, really what we look for is some of their experience and how they determine to solve the problem. You recently had your demo day for InsureTech. Tell us what that was about. Yeah, so in in April, uh, the end of April, we have what, our, what we call our demo day, which is the graduation of the startups. And we put the startups through a pretty rigorous process, which includes not only um, training, so they have to go through a lot of business training, a lot of understanding how to uh, finance their company, all of those things. And at the end, we do what we call demo day. And that's really a pitch to the 
general public. Um, we had over 600 people at the Bushnell, as well as uh, over 450 people live streaming across the world uh, looking at these companies. And really, it's their, um, I'll say, commercial, uh, their ability to get on stage and uh, talk about their company, why they started it, why what the technology is, and why other people should use it and get involved. What are some of the concepts that have been accelerated? Yeah, so we have a wide variety uh, of businesses. And um, given that we have two health insurers and some property casualty insurers, some sort of um, expand the gamut in regards to uh, what they solve. Uh, we have some which is called IoT devices, which usually has sensors in them. Uh, two of uh, two IoT devices in our cohort, one is actually a light bulb uh, designed to help with senior care uh, for notification of falls, uh, danger, also um, poor sleep patterns, um, even blood pressure and temperature, um, all inside a light bulb. And so when you think of um, people adapting that with either wearables or other things, there's usually non-compliant. In a light bulb, you don't have to do anything. And That's, IoT is Internet of Things, correct? Correct. Um, and, and the IoT usually has a sensor that sends the data um, where it can be stored. And then there's usually some artificial intelligence on top of that, which gives information. So in the case of a light bulb, if someone says the word help or stop, you could know that there's elder abuse or potentially they have fallen. Um, so those are important things to, to have and data to have. There's another IoT device that's more involved in the property casualty world for uh, shipping uh, that will take care of a device, a, a, an item, that while it's either being transported or um, moved from place to place, it can tell things like temperature, uh, humidity, those kinds of things. It's actually being used by the Vatican right now for a very inexpensive painting to make sure that the, the Vatican itself will um, keep that painting uh, safe uh, as it's being um, restored. Um, so that's one of the, the IoT-type devices. Um, then we move into things would you like me to continue? Okay, then we move into things that are a little bit more um, <clears throat> focused on certain sides of the business. So, it, for example, in healthcare, um, we have a company called Medyear. Uh, Medyear is wor working on compiling your medical records. As people become more transient and may have several different doctors in several different states, um, getting access to your medical records all in one place is helpful to keep you healthy moving forward. And MedTech can actually do that for you. Uh, you can download all of your medical records from hospitals and your doctors on your phone so that you can avoid duplicate tests, or if you have a complicated medical history, it can help your care um, moving forward. And several of our health insurers, as well as uh, workers' compensation, are very interested in that technology. Um, we also, another medical company we have called Talem Health Analytics is really focused on predicting how your care should be um, um, planned after a car accident based on forensics from the accidents and data of how typical car accidents happen and what injuries happen. So that when you start your care, it can make sure that it's um, the proper care that you're getting pretty quickly, not making sure that you're being cared for something that uh, isn't quite needed um, because your doctor doesn't really know where you might be hurt or how you might be hurt because they can't connect the forensics of the car accident to your injury. Um, so there's lots, I can keep going, but. So after demo day, as you described as kind of a graduation, where do the startups go next? 
Yeah, so our goal is to get them to stay uh, in Hartford. So uh, right now we have a few who are in conversations of different locations in Hartford um, to uh, open offices. The The previous class that we had uh, last year out of 10, uh, four remained in the state, three in Hartford. Um, and so we hope, especially a lot of the um, companies that are from outside the U.S. decide to open up a U.S. arm of their business in Hartford. You're listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Don LeBlanc. She is Managing Director with Startup Bootcamp. Now, you talk about going out and finding these startups, and in some cases, they come to you. But I'm guessing another piece of the puzzle is helping to find capital to really launch these entrepreneurs. It is. Uh, and capital is a, a big part of what we do. We have a large network of investors, over 1,500 in our investor network. Uh, you can check out our website if you're interested in, in our entire investor network. One that we work very closely with is CT Innovations, um, which also helps uh, make sure that the companies they're invested in remain uh, in Connecticut. Uh, so they're a very close partner of ours from an investment perspective. We also focus on revenue. So not only is it important for capital, but also ongoing revenue for these companies and our partners are very committed to giving projects to these companies so that they can get ongoing revenue and that's a definite reason to stay here. Is it easier to find capital today than it was a few years ago? The interesting thing is we're actually seeing um, what we call our series uh, fund raising um, getting a little bit more difficult, um, where the criteria of what used to be sort of seed funding is now uh, now being asked kind of Series A questions. Um, so it is getting a little bit more diligent. Uh, there is a lot of capital uh, available, but the level at which you have uh, information as well as projects and revenue are really important in that capital raise. Now, we, we talked about InsureTech, which is a little more mature than the venture that was just launched a, a few weeks ago which is focused on MedTech. Tell us a little about that. Correct. So MedTech is just going to be started, which is a partnership with Hartford HealthCare, uh, as well as Trinity College is involved. And the goal of that is to bring a MedTech view on um, bringing in startups um, based on what the challenges are specifically around Hartford Health and any new partners who decide to join the MedTech program. This is an offshoot of Startup Bootcamp's digital health program. Um, right now, there's uh, a few of them. There's one in Berlin and another one in Miami. Um, and so we do have experience uh, in this realm, and that will be um, run based on what um, specifically Hartford Health is looking for starting early in the fall. Um, and that will be located also in downtown Hartford, right near where the Stanley Black & Decker Techstars uh, Accelerator is as well. At the launch, there was a lot of talk of meds and eds. Why is that important? <laughs> yeah, so um, – I think uh, that's that was from the Hartford healthcare uh, person as well, and I think a lot of um, what we hear uh, talked about, both from the insurance side and the medical side, is um, adherence. Right, And so what ends up happening a lot is people are prescribed a medication and may not take it because of costs, may not take it because they aren't sure the dosage or the timing. They may not take it because of a side effect. And what that does from a healthcare perspective is a lot of it will require the person to go back um, and um, have to get readmitted. And that's the piece where a really around some education and understanding of what the medication is and what it's for and how it should be taken is really where some of that meds and eds 
conversation comes in place. And there's a variety of ways that that can be done um, and a variety of ways that uh, that can actually be um, tracked. And another, Ed, is higher education. Of course, Trinity College involved with this. Is that important to get maybe an employment pipeline going? Yes. So um, for the InsureTech program, we have some uh, um, university involved. We have uh, UConn and University Hartford. And I can say that that sort of young talent, number one, is great for what uh, the students are looking for, right? So the students get really energized by the new technology. They see some inefficiencies and they really want to fix them. And they really want to be involved in some of that new technology at the beginning um, and really get rewarded by that. So I think for that reason, Trinity wants to get involved as well as um, really being on the forefront of some of these new discoveries. These seem to be two really hot industries at the moment, insurance, financial services, and now the medical field, healthcare. Is that one of the reasons that these industries were selected? Yeah, you know, um, our philosophy at, at, at Startup Bootcamp and Rainmaking is really trying to solve problems that corporates have um, in a wide variety of ways. Uh, and in different areas, they could be different things. And I think concentrated in this area, there's a really large concentration of medical and insurance. So it fits really well uh, in this area. But there could be other areas where different topics are more relevant. Um, and those are the topics we'd focus on there as well. Now, Startup Bootcamp has operations globally. Why choose Hartford to, to launch two different programs? Yeah, so um, we were selected um, during a, a process of, of selecting the best uh, organization to help uh, run the programs. Um, we're excited to be here, uh, given the support that we have. I think the community uh, is a key point after um, being here to see the support that the community gives, um, the involvement that the community has, both from a partnership perspective as well as a mentorship perspective. Um, we have a, a lot of people who have experience in both of those fields, med, med tech and insurance, who volunteer their time to sit with the startups just to really give back and see these companies succeed. And that's a really invaluable resource that um, uh, we can't replace. What would be the ultimate success story out of a startup accelerator? Yeah, I think the success story for us is to see them uh, develop a location here and grow. Um, really the key partnerships uh, that they have with all our partners. Um, we had a few of our alumni come to our demo day, uh, three in fact, come back to Hartford to encourage the new class graduating and to let us know what's going on with their companies. Um, I get several emails and text messages on, on things that are happening and activities that these companies are, are going through. And that's the really exciting part. And I think uh, for me, when I start walking down the, I'll call it the insurance row, where most of the insurance companies are, and I walk down the street and I see a sign, which is one of the startups that went through our program, I think we will will say we have victory at that point. How much contact is there 
after demo day or so-called graduation? Yeah, so we keep in touch with our alumni uh, throughout their life cycle. Um, one, so that we can show the success of where they've been after going through our program. But two, since we have a broad network of new accelerators starting all over the world, uh, for example, uh, Taiwan has a fintech program. Dubai uh, is is uh, actually, I think, having their fintech uh, demo day today. Um, and so there's connections all over the world where we can continue to provide value uh, to these startups, depending on wherever they would like to go. So uh, they remain our alumni forever. So with the launch of the MedTech program a few weeks ago, what's next for that? Looking for your first class, I believe, right? Yes. So um, we anticipate that the first class, and, and we spent a lot of time talking about what the needs are and really refining what that is. Um, so once the staffing has been developed, we will refine what those needs are uh, and then go out and do our, our search process, which usually takes um, around two to three months. So when you have your, your partner firms there, might they come to you and say, this is an issue that we've been struggling with. Can you find someone to find a better way to do it? Or do you have entrepreneurs coming and saying, hey, we came up with this totally new concept, and we think that the your insurance partners or whoever you are partnering with in the corporate community – might find this interesting. Yeah, we, we have both. Um, the the second uh, version that you mentioned, a lot of times those really, I'll call them the new great forward thinking ideas. A lot of times um, the insurers will think it's a really great idea. They're not ready to ingest it into their organization. So our advice in some of those is we really counsel those startups um, to actually refine their business case and refine sometimes how they enter in to the insurance company to help build upon uh, that concept so that um, it can be a little bit of a slower start um, because some of those drastic changes are really hard to implement in a large organization. That's a good point. Is One of the, the pluses here for startups is because they can, they're new and small and agile. Yes. So um, when we talk about the, the talent impact of having the large corporations interact with the startups, um, they are sometimes amazed if you've grown up in a corporate environment. And I, I can say this because I have. Um, you are unfamiliar with how fast it is that you can do something as a startup. And when they sit by, side by side and either make a tweak to the technology or adapt the workflow a little bit, um, sometimes there's a little question like, Hmm, how come they could do that that fast? And it takes us a little bit longer to do that. And so with that, we hope that that mindset and that entrepreneurial attitude can influx some of the corporations to really be um, positive around acting a little more agile. And, and there are agile activities which happen inside organizations, but um, actually seeing it live um, is, is great. So we should also talk a little about where you're based in downtown Hartford. You're at Upward Hartford, which is a co-working space, which is all the rage these days, in the Stilts Building. And it must be a really cool place to be. It is. Um, you know, it's it's really around the energy. Um, we had a lot of energy uh, right before our demo day week in April where um, a lot of the startups had brought in some of their family members, their co-founders. Uh, there's another... Um, uh, accelerator occurring in Upward as well, and a lot of startups who are housed there. And just that sense of 
being around people who are in the same situation, being around people where you can share ideas and technology. Uh, one of the startups that's uh, housed in Upward um, gave our startups some uh, free meditation software to prepare themselves for demo day so they can be relaxed. Um, there's a lot of ping pong tournaments going on just to get out some energy um, and uh, a lot of coffee. How many folks are on the ground with Startup Bootcamp in Hartford? So um, I have a team of six, uh, so we're we're very small. Uh, we rely on a, a team in London. Uh, we have a, a large group in London uh, working on InsureTech as well, which is where uh, my uh, manager is out of. Uh, they've been running an InsureTech program there for three years, um, so we do get the advantage of seeing what's happening uh, in Europe around insurance as well. And then we also utilize several different locations. For example, we have um, a, a group in Cairo who does a lot of our searching for the startups uh, with some database and AI to find the best companies. And if people want to learn more, where can they go? They can go to Hartford Insure Tech Hub. She is Don LeBlanc, Managing Director with Startup Bootcamp. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.